Sayers. So I had a very interesting letter. It was more so like a read. Um, I just love that my listeners are like total friends now. But oh no, wait, this is the my favorite part of the song. Wait, guys, one more, a little bit more. Okay, I'm going to pull myself together. I might be biased because I'm a Leo, but don't judge me. Judge somebody else. (laughs) Sayers, I missed you guys. And obviously, some of you may have missed me too. Because somebody wrote me a read. (laughs) They read the crap out of me. (laughs) And it's okay, you know, because everybody needs a gay best friend. And queens are the best at reading you. (laughs) If you did not know it, get you one. They keep you in track, honey. I love it. (laughs) But he told me that I could use his real name. And his name is Tony. And he lives in Indiana, which was awesome to me. Um, coming all the way from a different area. I thought that was really, really exciting. So Tony said to me that, excuse me, ma'am, you've been missing. And I actually listen and subscribe to your podcast and I have not heard from you. (laughs) So I truly, truly appreciate it. I have been MIA for a few days because I have been working on my other baby. The podcast is definitely my baby, but my book is definitely something that I have a goal and a deadline to do. I try to stick to my 24 hours, just like, you know, I put it out there for you guys to stick to your 24. I try to stick to my 24. And if not, sometimes it overflows and I get more done than what I expect to, which is a good thing. So really, really excited for that. Um, to come about, but along with telling me off (laughs) for not having an episode on Thursday, um, Tony also wrote in a letter. So I'm going to go ahead and pour me a glass of wine because I was able to make it to a winery that I'm excited. I have new bottles. So today I'm going to have this nice Pinot local it didn't actually shock me, <laughs> but it's good. So pour your glass and we, we're going to check in. There was a reason for signs of love making. <laughs> so stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 
welcome. Grab a seat, glass of wine, or a shot of whiskey. Join in the conversation, but don't be surprised if you say, what she say? Hey, Sayers. You shouldn't take so long to call me, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in every week. I truly appreciate it. Definitely hit us up here at what she say at my talking heart 2017 at gmail.com. Again, my talking heart 2017 at gmail.com. Or you can always shoot us a call at 346-306-1010. 346-306-1010. Hope to hear from you soon. So, hey, Sayers, how are you guys? As always, I thank you guys for tuning in. So, to dive right into it, got a letter from Tony from Indianapolis after he told me about myself. <laughs> uh, his letter was in regards to him and his partner. Their issue is, or what he said he made an issue out of it, was that his partner tends to drown him in gifts. He would rather just spend time with his partner, you know, just hanging out, spend time with each other. He can be rather touchy-feely or whatever the case may be, but his partner is more so like just stern Let's be all about business, get things done. Yes, they have good communication. They're a great couple, but they tend to clash and it comes off as nagging because when Tony wants to just sit and chill and just spend time together and enjoy that vibe and that bit of in intimacy together, sometimes his partner can turn that opportunity into talking about business or doing something else. It's not really comforting to be so much of up underneath of each other. So it made me do some looking into and research. I hope you guys don't think I just ramble every week for no apparent reason. I actually do look into my topics and I do research, <laughs> but I came to the conclusion to realize that they speak two different love languages. And if you're not on the same love language as your partner or your partner doesn't understand your love language, then it can definitely seem like you're nagging that person or you're just bugging them a bit. But when you know what your love language is, and understand their love language, things can work out a lot better. So in this instance, whereas though the 
partner wants to drown him in gifts, he's not really concerned and pressed about the gifts. That's nice and all, but he's not really pressed. Wherein he would just rather spend the time with each other. He's okay with going window shopping and just strolling, enjoying the moment, that moment together. And the partner is more so a buyer. Oh, let me give you these gifts. Let me do these things. But they're clashing because they, they haven't communicated that. So I did send him a message back and told him to look into their love languages and do a test to see what their love languages were. And lo and behold, just as I thought, Tony is a person that is more into quality time. And if I sound like a foreign language, uh, the five love languages for the average person, well, overall, the five love languages are quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and receiving gifts. Some people receive their love differently from others. So if I'm a person that likes to shower someone with gifts, and that's my way of showing my affection for a person that just likes for you to just tell them like, hey, you did a great job. I'm really proud of you. You're beautiful. That person is not, not concerned with me spending money on buying gifts. They just want to know that I actually care and I'm actually saying that. So they want to hear that. They're, they're not concerned with me showering them, buying gifts and spending money. That doesn't excite them. Now, some people do like gifts, not to say that that person is a greedy person, but those things do excite them. And that's how you speak love to that person. So to be someone that just is okay with spending time, a person that likes gifts would like, you know, you to bring them maybe some flowers or a card every now and then maybe jewelry or maybe you say, oh, I saw this sweater and this looks like something that you would like. I know you're into scarves, so I got this. Hey, I know that your favorite football team is going to be in town, so I got you tickets. Like Some people like those things. It doesn't make them different, but if you don't know what someone's love language is, then it could be a bit annoying. To go a bit more in depth, um, to have a love language of quality time, um, according to the actual author, the original author, because there have been multiple, but he states that in quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby makes them feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed activities, or the failure to listen can especially be hurtful. Whether it's spending time uninterrupted, talking with someone else, or doing activities together, this person deepens their connection with others 
through sharing time. So you can talk to your blue in the face, but a person who scored higher in quality time, that's really all they want. You can say, oh, I got to go to the grocery store and make some runs. That's A-OK for that person because they just want to be around you. They just want to spend time with you. It's not the thing of, oh, let's go do this and outrageous thing to spend money or let me, you know, flaunt you around to other people. It's just the thing of wanting to be with you and spending time with you. That's a true thing. Some people like that. It doesn't matter whether they stay in the house. doesn't matter if they go outside and explore the whole universe. Long as they're with the person that they love, that's good enough. Same thing with the next one, physical touch. A person whose primary language is in physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, and thoughtful touches on the arm, they all can be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Appropriate and timely touches communicate warmth, safety, and love to this person. So... If you have a lover that's consistently touchy-feely, they want to hug, they want to kiss, they want to cuddle, and you're like, I just want some space, move back and breathe away from me. You're actually, in a way, you're neglecting them of showing you their love. That's how they show you their love. And... To be with someone that likes their space and doesn't like the clinginess of cuddling all the time and being underneath of someone, that can bother a person and make it seem as though the person who likes physical touch is needy. When in all reality, you're just a person who loves differently. But if you find you another person that likes physical touch as well, and quality time, then you hit the jackpot. I can honestly say I've been a sad match of not having the right love language and being thought of as being annoying because our love languages don't match. And part of you thinking like, oh, I'm forcing something on this person. They're not really receiving my love, but they don't understand your language and you're not getting their language. So you're clashing. Words of affirmation. This one, they don't need all the extra stuff. Their actions don't always, for them, actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited comments mean the world to you. Hearing the words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirit skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgiven. You thrive on hearing kind and encouraging words that build you up. 
So it's not to say, oh, I got a big ego and I need you to stroke it on a regular basis. No, but it's more than just me telling myself every day, which everyone should definitely be telling themselves positive things on a daily basis, but it's good to hear that from your partner. You know, I love you. I think that you're beautiful. Because if your partner's not always giving you that sense of love the way that you need it in the house, that falls back on you looking for it somewhere else. And it's not to say that your partner is a bad person. It's just that you guys aren't understanding, again, your love languages. So now somebody outside of the home is telling you that you're beautiful and you don't deserve this when it's not that you don't deserve it. It's just that your partner doesn't understand your love language. Even if you have different love languages, it still can work if you're communicating about it. And now your partner understands like, okay, wow, this is something that would make my partner feel good. I'm going to tell her that she's beautiful to me. I'm going to tell her that I'm really proud of her. That doesn't mean lie about it, but at the same time, these things are important. Encouragement is important to people, especially someone who thrives off of words of affirmation. Next is acts of service. This one says, can helping with homework really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden or of responsibility weighing on acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear is, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. When others serve you out of love and not obligation, you feel truly valued and loved. Meaning, don't come up and tell me that you're going to help me with the dishes and then it doesn't get done and I still have to do it myself. You wasted your breath. Help me with some of the chores. You want to spend time with me? Great, but we have things to do around the house. This stuff not going to get done by itself. But if you help me and genuinely offer to help me and you, we get it done together, then we can make it to spending time together, which is what you want to do. It's all about teamwork. It's all about teamwork and communication. If I don't know that you appreciate me helping you, which should be something that I think we all should kind of pitch in to do. But then sometimes we get ourselves in relationships where we take over and we do everything that the other person feel like, oh, I didn't know you wanted me to help you. You can't be a controlling person and then get mad when someone doesn't offer to help when you are overzealous to do everything yourself. That's a contradiction. You you can't have it both ways. It's either you're going to accept the help if it's offered or you're going to be bossy about it and take over everything. You can't say a person is being lazy and they don't help you and they don't offer when in all reality you take advantage or you take control of every situation and don't even allow the help to be given to you. So 
understand what you like, but also be open to receive it and not just assume that, oh, my partner won't give me what I need when you haven't even communicated it properly. Last but not least, uh, receiving gifts. So receiving gifts came from, says, don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrive on the love, thoughtfulness, and an effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday or a a hasty, thoughtless gift would be distraught. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are heartfelt symbols to you of someone else's love and affection for you. So to receive a gift that was genuine, not just, oh shit, I fucked up. Let me go ahead and give her this. No, that's 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 not that's not the same thing. <laughs> you can go and do something jacked up and just feel like, oh, I'm gonna just buy a gift and think that that's gonna make everything okay. No, it doesn't work out like that. <laughs> the the gift has to be genuine, and a person genuinely accepts the gift to know, like, oh wow, I know that I'm thought of, and you really cared to want to give me this gift. It wasn't an apology gift. There's a big difference between an apology gift and a genuine gift from the heart. Did you really put thought into that gift? Was it something that you meant from your heart or was it just, uh, I'm going to grab this real quick because I got me something and I know he's going to want something too. It shouldn't be that way. Love should not be seen in any way, shape or form as a tick for attack. We should be able to genuinely love our partners and give the love that they need as well as receive the same love that we need. This also goes into loving yourself prior to being in a relationship so that when the relationship comes, that person already understands the boundary there as to how you expect to be loved. So a person of quality time, I mean, maybe not the touch part, you know, you probably can keep that part, you know, to yourself, you know, if you excite yourself like that, that's probably not something that you want to like talk about on the first date. (laughs) But if you are a quality time person, spending time with yourself and enjoying yourself, that's something that someone else new coming in understands that, wow, he respects his time with himself. So when I spend time with him, I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to respect it. She actually made time for me in her day. So I'm going to appreciate that time because I know that she values her time. Quality time means something to her. She is a person that's touchy. So walking down the street and holding her hand, 
is something that she likes to do. I'm not really a touchy person, but I understand that that's something that makes her feel good. And I genuinely want to be a part of her life. So therefore, holding her hand is not going to kill me. And I don't mind walking with her and showing her that type of affection for her to feel appreciated. Just the same way she's okay with complimenting me and telling me words of affirmation to make me feel good. Not so much a stroke in my ego, but letting me know that she really pays attention to me and she cares. How are we expressing ourselves and how are we expecting people to express themselves to us? So if you haven't already taking a love language test with your partner or even by yourself, figure out what your love language is before you assume that someone isn't loving you right or someone isn't giving you what you need because maybe you didn't really give it to yourself. Give it to yourself and then it can project off to other people giving it to you too. If you look out for yourself and you buy your own self gifts, then people can say, okay, she take care of herself. She likes nice things and I like the nice things that she does for herself. So coming in the door, I don't mind buying her things. I thought of you today. I know that you like wine. If anybody, you know, want to send me a bottle of wine, don't stop yourself. But... <laughs> That's not my love language. So it really wouldn't make me a difference. I'd be appreciative, but that's not my love language. But to to meet someone of that sort, to see that they do recognize that they like gifts and they can cater to their love language for themselves. Walking in the door, you can't just expect that, oh, they're not going to do those things for themselves, their self anymore, or at least they shouldn't. If you're always loving on yourself, you leave the door open to show other people this is the type of love that you expect. So that is that. And that's actually a wrap for me today. So I already emailed Tony back and told him to take his test. And he actually responded back and said that that was actually it, <laughs> that him and his partner had not ever taken their love language um, test before. And now with a more clearer view, they do understand where they were butting heads and he saw his mate as being nagging and that wasn't the case. So big shout outs to them. I'm so happy that they were able to figure that out. Communication is key gosh, I would just praise communication. It's like a true testimony. I absolutely love communication. Closed mouths don't get fed. You'll never know nothing if you don't open your mouth and ask, talk about it, or get clarity. Whatever you do, people, always talk from your heart, but don't hold it in. Whatever you do, just Say it. I am ready for love. Why are you hiding from me?
when we know how to love, we have a better chance at loving better. Thank you.